Welcome to episode 37 of the Bees for Being podcast. My name's Benjamin Hamsley and uh, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> um, this week I have a conversation which I recorded with my girlfriend, Julia, about how she was brought up, uh, how, yeah, basically how her parents treated her and her older brother um, when they were kids and and how that's formed who they are today and how they see the world around them. Um, and this came up because we were talking about childhood one day and I realized just from some of the things she was saying that she had quite a different upbringing to myself and definitely she's come away with it a little bit uh, better off, I think, uh, in terms of her self-esteem and the, the the value that she holds inside herself. Now, these are things I've really had to uh, look for actively and proactively develop inside myself. But for her, they've been uh, closer to the surface because they were developed at a much younger age. So I really wanted to dive into this with her. And that's what we do in this episode uh, she's originally from uh, Spain, Barcelona, Barcelona, Spain. I think that's the right way around. And we met at the local yoga studio in Fremantle, Western Australia. Uh, she actually she actually came to an all-men uh, yoga class. It was called Broga, like bros, bros only yoga. And uh, the teacher very kindly incorporated her into the class uh, by letting everyone know, letting all the guys know that she was there to represent the feminine energy. And yeah, that's how we met. And, 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 and I say and, and once more. Yes. So, um, yeah, basically I don't have anything else to say. I'm just going to get straight into it with Julia and I hope you enjoy the episode. For me, I've always been shocked growing up that my friends would be scared of their parents because that's something that I've never felt with my parents because they've been always, they've always accepted me with anything I would do it they, and they would listen to me and see how I feel about anything I would have done and how we could um, find a solution together or whatever and Instead of being like, oh my God, Julia, you shouldn't do this. Go to your room and I don't know, you're not loved anymore and stuff like that. Um, right, yeah, because that's often the message I think kids get when their parents are like, oh, you messed this up or why are you so lazy? Or I mean, it can happen in different ways, but that's the message that as kids we interpret. It's like you're bad because you didn't do this. But actually, I think what they're trying to say is it'll be really nice if you helped clean up. Um, but if you don't, it doesn't make you a, a worse person or a less less value. Um, 
and that's how I interpreted a lot of my parents' uh, frustration or anger towards me. Mm. Um, but how did you feel? So how would it work? So if you didn't clean up your room or didn't do something that they wanted you to do, what would they say to you? Um, so, I mean, they would in insist anyway and be like, Julia, you should do this, you should do this. But if, like, for example, when, if I didn't want to do my homework and like just play at home after school, um, my mom, after a while of repeating, like, Julia, you should do your homework, and me being like, oh, whatever, she would, like, tell me, okay, it's fine if you don't want to do it, but uh, just, like, imagine tomorrow when you go to class and your homework is not done, and the teacher asks you about an answer or whatever, and how, how are you going to feel with that? Is that okay? And then that's when I would be like, oh my God, these are actually the consequences of now not doing my homework. Mm. You know, I think that's what they were trying to make me see instead of, um, I don't know how to say it, like. Forcing you to, to do something like, yeah, that's what you wanted to say? Forcing. Forcing, yeah. It's interesting because um, I always got the sense that my parents were investing their own value in how well I did at school or um, how clean my room is because in their mind it affected them. You know, from their perspective, if their friend came over and my room was a complete mess... It wasn't so much about me, you know, they thought, so my parents would think, if my, if my friend sees Ben's room like that, they're going to think I'm a bad parent mm. for not enforcing that Ben clean up his room. Yeah. So I have a feeling it was more about them than actually what they wanted for me. Because mm. it was like, I mean, they weren't horrible parents, but, you know, there was some times where I felt like, uh, like... I just have to do this to make them happy, but I didn't understand why. Whereas I, I prefer your mom's approach, right? Where she was saying that she was just guiding you to the natural consequences that would happen if your homework wasn't done. Because yeah. you have an older brother and um, he, did he, do you know if your parents took the same approach with him? Um, I think it was slightly different, but because my brother was different. So, um, my dad always told me that for them, like they, they see us as different, unique, um, humans, you know, so we are completely different, me and my brother. And, uh, when he was a kid, he used to do like follow the rules and all of that so he would do the homework all the time and he loved doing exams at school at school and stuff like that because for him it was challenging he was like oh my god i get to show myself and the teachers 
how good I am, you know, uh, instead of being scared of like, oh my god. But uh, interesting. So he was. That's, that's his way. <laughs> yeah. You said. So he was seeing the positive challenge mm. in like doing homework or having an assignment. He'd be like, mm. "Let's see how good I can do." Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing because my default in school was, I'm already shit. And I was like hoping that I could do just a little bit good mm. by some miracle. But I had this, I know where it comes from too. I had this idea in my head that I was already coming from a place of not really that good. Like I had to try, it, this is how it felt. It felt like I had to try like 30 times harder than anyone else just to, just for the teacher to be like, oh, that's, that's pretty good work, Ben. And I would have like killed myself with all the effort to, that I put into it. So it didn't seem realistic. But now I realize that why it was so hard. And it was because I didn't believe in myself that I, I was working with this doubt that I already had there. And even in, just in the few, last few months, I've been uh, dis- discovering more about where it's come from. Self-doubt? Or- Self-doubt. Okay. Yeah. So I had this idea in my head like I'm not capable of doing well at school. Like mostly all of the kids. You I think, think. You think most kids felt that way? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Cuz that's the experience that I had with mostly like all of my friends. Like there would always be like three or four that would do very good and then the rest pretty much would struggle and believe that they're not good enough, that they are not smart enough and then afraid of their parents. And I think it's like a loop because then like you want to demonstrate yourself and your parents because you're scared of them how like that you're good but you can't do more because it's just like you're studying and you're like oh, this doesn't get in my brain but because that's one way of education i don't know that's another thing you know like how they educate so you're scared i missed something you're scared of yourself being good no 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 so what i was saying is that in a classroom normally there's like a few people i don't know a few students five maybe that are really good and really what we understand for smart i guess but and then the rest would struggle studying and having good marks and then her parents would get mad at them of not doing enough of not studying enough of i don't know you have to pass if you don't pass you don't you won't go out and see your friends whatever and I think it's like, I don't know, like I think first is a message from your parents that like you are not good enough, so you are not that much loved or, you know. Yeah, I'm just thinking about where this message comes from, this you're not good enough, because they don't say to us, hey Ben, hey Julia, you're not good enough. But I think with them focused on 
the result so much, you mm. know, on trying, like on trying to achieve good results, mm. we get the idea that we're already not good because why would they be telling us that we have to achieve something, that we have to achieve something good, you know? So if they're saying, if they're telling us, hey, like in a really um, passionate way, like, Ben, I want you to try harder um, in maths so you get a better grade. Maybe not every kid interprets interprets it this way, but for me, it was they must be telling me I need to try harder to get a better grade because I'm not doing good enough right now. You know, so do you understand? So it's like they were focused more on how far I had to go or the changes I needed to make to be better, but not so much on reinforcing and encouraging where I already was saying, Ben, you're amazing right now, but your math, you know, your math, your maths grade could probably come up and maybe, you know, we can look at getting some help for you or explaining it more. It felt more, there was like, Hey, try harder. And they left out this encouragement part, especially my father. It was always, you know, he would, <laughs> it's interesting because I know, I know he loves me and I know he would encourage me when he could, but most of the time he wouldn't say, he wouldn't acknowledge the positive achievements I made. So I thought it's nothing. The things I was doing well were just nothing. And the only things he commented on were the times when he wanted me to change something and do better or when he was pissed off or, um, you know, I was being too loud or too annoying or something like that. So in my head, it's like, I'm not doing anything right and I'm actually mostly doing things wrong. Mm. And then that's like, that stays with you while you're growing and then you see those things more in your life as well. Like you tend to, see i'm talking in general like when if parents do that you know then it's easier to that you get that habit of looking at bad things all the time instead of the good things that you do um yeah and then like when you say that is a challenge and something to learn for yourself to like okay i'm gonna focus on the good things too or even more. It's really hard though to start doing that, pro- to start changing that process because as I said, I didn't feel like I was doing anything right, that there was no good part of me there, you know? Mm. So you have to begin somewhere. Mm. It's like, where do you start if you completely feel no good? What? How, how did you do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you need uh, that. Do you guys know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. How did I do it? If I felt like I was already like just there was no part of me that was good. I think, you know, maybe it wasn't 100% that I felt like I was no good because there was encouragement coming from my parents and there were certain things that I was good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember there was a turning point in school. This was in, in high school in year eight, grade eight. So the eighth year of school, we had to do an assignment 
and we could choose what we wanted to do the assignment on. And I was thinking, and you know, they said, this is a free project. You can do whatever you want. And I chose animation. And I did this project and I looked into it and I was like, like just naturally so excited about it. And it was the easiest project I did. It was amazing learning all of this new stuff. And I got a good grade for the project and my parents were like, wow, like you really like animation. You really were into that. Like you did such a good job with that. You seemed naturally interested in that. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, like it felt so good. They were giving me all this positive reinforcement. And that was a point where I was like, aha, uh-huh. so it's not all bad. I they were so they were reinforcing that in me, you know? So mm. I think our parents might not give us all the encouragement we would have liked and uh, not acknowledge the good things that we do. Mm. But I think it's more the way. Like for sure their intention is good. But the way they do it, it's when it affects, like, every kid in a different way. I remember my auntie would tell my cousin all the time, would, like, um, like punish her and be like, you should look at Julia, you know, compare her with me all the time. Look at Julia, look how she, how good she is, look how good she behaves. And my cousin used to hate me when we were five and six year old you know because just like oh my god you love her more than me or you know I mean that's things that she could have in her mind and I'm not good enough or you know like comparing her marks at school with mine and I think like since we are kids like we might not understand at the beginning how marks work you know like you start first like doing drawings and stuff and then you know you have to put uh in order like triangle square and (laughs) circle and repeat that and (laughs) stuff like that the pattern yeah yeah and then um in i don't know here but in spain like in school they say that you are progressing adequately I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. It's the word. Yeah. Or that you need to be better. There's just two marks. So when you have the other one, it's like it's like a fail thing, you know? It's like try harder. You're not yeah. you're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. But as a kid I think you don't understand, but you see the reaction of your parents being like Oh my god. Like they don't like like this is not good, you know? You just know, okay, that's good, this is not good. I didn't even know what those words meant by then. But just their reactions told you, this one is not good. This is good, this is not good. Or, yeah, like, oh, I have that I'm progressing in all of the areas and then my family would be like, very good, you know? And that's like, okay, cool, this is good. But you don't really know what's happening, I think. And then by the other one, you see that that you're not good enough or and then that keeps on repeating I guess I can see a pattern here so maybe not a pattern but it looks like an issue with priorities so what I mean by that is 
if our, if we don't feel our parents are telling us we're good just as we are, not if we get good grades, not if we're, our room is clean, not if we clean the dishes, but mm. if we're just good, just existing. Mm. And they're like, you are amazing. And you're like, why? Because you are alive. You know? If we don't feel like that, it's so easy for us to think that we're not good as we are and we need to get their love through good grades, clean room, mm. you know, mm. just following their rules. Mm. Yeah. And there's a huge difference in the type of person you become, I think, and where your focus is as you grow up. Mm. And their relationship with them. With them and, and also the relationships you form with other people yeah. and why. Because suddenly, you know, I think this is how a, a codependent relationship starts. Mm. If you don't feel good as you are, then you're like, I need love from someone else. So I need to do everything that will keep them loving me. Mm. Yeah. And you can't do that for so long. It really hurts you and the other person. Yeah. I know from experience. <laughs> yeah. Um forgot what I was going to say. Can I ask you more about your, like, the way your mum and dad parented you mm. and your brother? Yeah. So we, I mentioned at the start of um, when we first started talking that they wouldn't really punish you. But is that completely true? Were, were there times when they got mad and they were like, hey, like, stop it or like, stop, you know, stop shouting, stop having not having too much fun but stop like yelling with your brother stop you know do you remember any big moments uh, like that not really like i mean yeah my mom would say every now and then like okay that's it but it never went like too crazy or too you know and every time she would like tell me hey that's enough stop it like afterwards she would come and and say hey um i'm i'm saying this like i because i love you i don't want you know you to think that i don't love you anymore but you can't do this or that or you know and, and then she, she will explain it to me so explain why she said you can't do this yeah and why maybe she got a bit more nervous and shouted a little bit or you know um, but I used to get mad at those comments if she would yell at me because then I'd be like, fuck off, <laughs> you know, like you just yell at me. Now I'm mad. It doesn't matter if you love me right now. <laughs> okay. But I mean, I think it was good anyway because for me it was like, okay, she loves me anyway, you know. Well, that's nice that she would explain it because then you get to know that like you don't you don't have to try and work it out in your head why why she got m mad mm. um yeah uh you know and you know it wasn't because you're a bad person it was because you know you know because she explained it um that would have been helpful for me <laughs> uh just to know that i wasn't the cause of the the problem you know yeah and to realize oh, okay my mom was having a stressful time today and yeah, I can remember situations 
that didn't work out so well for me. And I was just left thinking that uh, it was my fault. Mm-hmm. It was all my fault. Not even one single bit was my, like, because of how my mum was feeling. That wasn't even an option because they didn't explain that. They would, I, yeah. I thought they were always right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I remember as well that she would compare, like if there was something that I was doing that would be annoying or rude, she'd be like, hey, Julia, imagine that I would do this to you, you know, or, and, and, and actually do it a little bit so I could feel how that feels, you know, and be like, oh, that's a, that doesn't feel actually nice. Oh, she would do it a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, and and so then I would like feel like oh this doesn't feel good. Maybe I should stop it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, my brother helped a lot because he's been very, very like I don't know. I think it's just his way of being, his character, like his essence. Like he's always been very calm and very like responsible. And like a good kid without wanting to be a good kid kind of thing, you know? So not trying to prove he was a good kid. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Not wanting to be a good kid? What does that mean? Like not not coming from fear, from like, oh my God, I have to be good or otherwise they will punish me or, you know, he would just like naturally be good and like ask for everything be like mom can i open this present you know or can i do this and and with me as well he was very patient and um he taught me a lot of things as well and he he used more that technique with me i think like if i would do something to him he would like give it back to me as in julia look this is how it feels but explain it to me like I wouldn't punch him on the face and then he would punch me back because that would be a fight. But I don't know. It's been weird. Like, we've never fight with my brother or, you know. Um, And then with my dad, it's been very different because when I was a kid, he wasn't home a lot because he was working. Um, So my mom was the one giving me lessons and... I used to get more mad with my mom, like, oh my God, she's the annoying one. She's the one that gets mad with me every now and then. And my dad is like the savior because he just comes back home and he loves me all the time, you know? Um, But then when they um, break up and... um, they moved to different houses and everything and then things got different and I got to see more how my dad would reflect and teach me and yeah and for my mom the same thing interesting so you got to see more of your dad and and with that experience I guess you saw parts of him that you didn't like and parts mm. that were awesome. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But he he's very chill as well. Like I think my brother got that from him. And 
yeah, he would just tell me all of these amazing sentences that I always have in my mind and I always tell people. <laughs> like quotes or fra- phrases? Yeah. 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 Can you remember one? Um, okay, one that I say a lot of times is that you always have a no. So always ask for things with respect and you'll get a surprise normally. You always, What was the first thing you said? You will always have a no? Yeah, so like if you want something, I, I, I was translating from Spanish, so <laughs> it doesn't make sense like that. But so if you want to do something like, I don't know, whatever, imagine you get in a cafe with friends and um, you want a chair from another table and you are like, oh, I don't want to bother them, I'm not going to ask them. You like if you're for not asking, you have that no already like that because you didn't ask. Yeah, the answer is no because you didn't ask. Exactly, but if you go there and you ask, hey, do you mind if I take this chair, uh, whatever, and you ask with respect, then they might say yes, and then it's all good. Right. So without asking, the answer by default is uh, has to be no. Yeah. To the thing that you want. Yeah. Because, yeah, you haven't asked. Okay. Wow, that's yeah. that's awesome. And that helped me a lot. Like, since I left home when I was 18, like, I don't know if you say that in English, but I feel, I feel I've been eating the world. <laughs> no, in Spanish we say comer el mundo, um, which is like the world is yours kind of thing. Oh, so... It's like you can do anything. That's how you feel? Yeah, like at every place that I've been, like I didn't realize about this that I have it in me, but just like sharing moments with people and me being like asking for stuff that, I don't know, I just think, oh, I want this, I'm just going to ask for it, you know? And people are like, oh my God what are you doing? You shouldn't do that. That's, and I'm like, what? Why not? And then be like, oh my God, it's amazing actually that you, you did it. Like that you feel brave to do it. And then I was like, hmm, I didn't even realize about that. And then I remember about my dad teaching me all of these things that I'm realizing now (laughs) that it was amazing back then, you know? But then I was like, what? <laughs> I think I understand, but not 100%, you know? Yeah, I, th- I just want to mention, I, I have mentioned this in a previous episode. I uh, forget which episode it was. I think it was um, episode 29. Was it parents? About my parents, yeah. And... At the start of that episode, I said that we notice more the negative things that our parents have passed on to us or that we've interpreted Mm. as them telling us uh, because they cause some trouble in our lives Mm. and they cause more friction and and turbulence. But the things that are really nice and easy don't get in our way and enhance our lives. So um, 
it's it's so easy to just focus on the negatives and I, I guess I'm just saying that in case either of my parents are listening um yeah <laughs> just focusing on the negatives because that's the work I have to do um but thank you for all the the positives as well hello mama hello papa <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thank you for that it's true that we focus more on that a lot of times I think it's because of the pain that it might cause to us that is like, oh, it's because of you. Then it's like, oh, wait a minute. It's because of me, how I experienced that in that moment. And because I am this way, it affected me in this way. And Yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of both, I feel. It's not, just, it's not just what they said and it's not all you either. It's a combination mm. because they... It has to be, right? Because they would say something, that's them. But then you interpret what they say in your way that's unique to the person that you are. Mm. And you make your meaning from that or your story. or Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense right now. Sure. I was going to say about the uh, canvas thingy. In Spanish, we say that um, when you come to this world, you are like a white canvas. And then you, like, as you grow and learn things and through experiences and with other people and what they might tell you, um, it will affect you in different ways. And that's like different. Um, Brush strokes? Yeah, that. Brush? Strokes. Brush strokes. Yeah, so that's the okay. action of like okay. painting. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and then you get like, you have your own unique, beautiful canvas with different colors. But what I said to Ben that day is that I find that... Um, we are we don't come to this world all like being the same white canvas. I think that there's an essence in every person and and there's each canvas has a different shape or a different texture and that makes us unique before we get the paint strokes. Yeah. So take that. <laughs> <laughs> so just to clarify at the end there, um, so us being unique canvases and the like the different texture or the different shape of the canvas, that will affect how we interpret. Or that that affects how the paint gets applied, that affects the brush strokes because mm, mm. they're all going on to that exactly. unique canvas. So in real world terms, I mean, maybe I don't need to spell it out. People are smart enough. Yeah. 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 Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> how, how would you bring your kids up differently, if at all, from how your mom and dad did things? Boof. I have no idea. Um, I think it would be a very similar way. 
um, and I would ask for help a lot to them. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't change it much. Hmm. I like that answer because it lets me know they did a really nice job. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. The first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, we try not to shout as much. But like, I don't know, emotions come out. And I think like they also treat me as a like same level instead of like being a kid like, oh, you're not smart enough to understand me so I'm gonna talk as you were really stupid you know they would be like hey Julia nice to meet you <laughs> that's huge that's huge I think yeah that's a really good one and yeah I really like like the freedom of choosing things and messing it up and then and then just, I don't know, I think it's like being there for them whenever they fall, you know, and just like, be like, it's okay. These things happen and I'm here with you. And we'll find solutions and yeah. What about you? Well, I feel in a way that um, this podcast is about me changing all the things that I want to. And this is really a, a journey of me uncovering who I am free from fear. And I like, this is like, I've, I'm dedicating my life to this. I have already. And it means a lot to me and I'm sharing the journey with people because I think it would be hopefully interesting but very helpful to anyone who wants to learn how to do the same. And this is a way for me to... So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm changing a lot and I want to change a lot of things from how I interpreted... Uh, the messages coming from my mum and dad. Um, and maybe some people think it's too intense or too crazy, but I'm passionate about living a life free of fear. And I know that beautiful things, creativity, love, authentic connections with yourself, with other people, it just flows when there's no fear there. It just flows. And of course, there'll still be hard moments and confusing moments and maybe some doubt or something. But with that grounding within yourself, already from what I've uncovered, it changes your whole perspective of your life and what's possible. So I'm not sure if that answered your question, but I'm changing a lot of things. Yeah, and I've already shared a few of those on the so podcast. With that, you mean that you don't know? I mean, that would be the answer, I guess. Like, you don't know how it's going to be when you have kids because you're changing. 
Is that what you mean? Mm, that's not... Well, that's true. I don't know how the parent I will be until I am actually a parent. But I think I already said in this episode... Well, I already said in this episode the thing that I think is very important is letting any person know, not even just my kids, but any person know that they are amazing and valuable just mm. by existing mm. and that they don't have to do anything else to uh, prove their worth, to get more value, to get more love, to get more hugs, mm. whatever. They are just amazing by default. So, And also well, the point that you said is talk to them as they are people. Mm. You know, you're not going to expect them to be able to go to university when they're like five years old, no. But talk to them as your equal because they are just people at the end of the day. Yeah. And this lets them know that they're important, their voice has power, that, you know, they're interesting and that they're valued, that they're accepted as everyone else. So these are the two big things that would change. Yeah. Thank you for talking with me, Julia. Thank you, Ben. It was my pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the previous episodes of the Bees for Being podcast, I would really appreciate it if you took a little bit of your time and spent that writing a review on either iTunes or Facebook. Um, That really helps let other people know that there's value inside waiting for them to discover. So yeah, if you've gotten any kind of value from this or you've recommended it to a friend or anything like that, I'd really appreciate you taking a little bit of time out and writing a review for me. That'd be so good. Um, If you have an iTunes account, you can do that at beersforbeing.com slash iTunes. Or alternatively, if you want to leave a little comment or a nice like, yeah, just a nice comment on Facebook. You can do that at beersforbeing.com slash Facebook. Thank you. That's all for me. And I'll see you next week.